Maybe. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers. I'm Kyle Chambers. And we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Rob Pennington. I'm gonna, I've got his, an introduction I'm going to read. Um, psychologist and executive coach Dr. Rob Pennington has been helping leaders and teams find a better balance of authority and collaboration since 1982. That's a long time. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A former assistant professor at the University of Houston and co-founder of Resource International, which is a Houston-based management consulting firm. Um, since 2014, Dr. Pennington has presented his leadership insights and techniques techniques in a monthly professional development series here in Houston for area managers and high potentials. And you can learn more about that at doc, drrobspeaks.com. Correct. All right. That's interesting. We might revisit that and ask yes. you about that a little <laughs> bit later. So we have you on today. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> um, because we're all going to be part of the ASQ conference here right. in Houston. Um, that is going to occur on Friday, November 8th. Yes. From 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the United Way of Greater Houston. Great location. And you're one of the speakers. I am. All in right. In the afternoon at 2 o'clock, I think. Well, there, ah, we there we go. So if you want to see Dr. <laughs> Rob specifically, yes. <laughs> come at 2 o'clock. But they're going to be there all day. We're going to be there all day. Um, we're not there to speak. We're just there to record and have fun. Yeah. We're, we so. <laughs> were invited to come and have fun because that's what we like to do. Yes. <laughs> so I have some notes that you are going to speak on, is this correct, the martial art of communication? That's correct. Okay. So that's an interesting topic. It is. Our boys do not take martial arts, but they think they know karate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they try to fight all the time. <coughs> and Sorry. it, it oh, is well. not a good communicative skill at no. our house. <laughs> no. Well, because most people are getting that from like movies and TV shows and things like that. And what you see mainly is how do you beat up the other person the best, which is what your kids yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's always seen in the news media anyways. But the real martial arts is um, not about that. It's about how to keep the peace, mm-hmm. uh, how to do the least harm. Okay. And so it's about how to use the other person's force mm-hmm. in a way. Um, because it, it's like if you're riding a horse, it's easier to ride it in the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things in martial arts you learn how to do is to, instead of if a person's coming at you, you want to move them in the direction they're going. And you start to have influence that way. Okay. As opposed to trying to stop them. Mm -hmm. So if a person has an idea that they think they're right about, which we think we're right about all our ideas. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And you think they're wrong, then it's very easy (coughs) to get into this my way, your Mm -hmm. way kind of conflict. Mm -hmm. But from a martial art point of view, the first thing you want to do is take them down the road they're already going by simply asking more questions. Tell me more. Why do you think that? Uh, and <laughs> this applies everywhere because I had yes. this conversation with our 11-year-old just last night. You know, because he, he tends to fight with his mom a lot. And I told him <laughs> that he is forbidden 
absolute forbidden from telling her no to anything. He has to ask, why do you think that? I think that's good, but the more you all model that with each other, yes. the more he'll see that. <laughs> right. That's true. And, I mean, I have to say, it's something really Kyle has brought to the family. You know, seek understanding, ask more questions, and it's something that we've all try to do even outside of marriage and home like mm-hmm. with friends and family instead of getting mad about something i'll just calmly ask a question and say well the trick from getting mad at calm is a problem because mm-hmm. for most of us in the middle of a conflict we experience this emotional wave that causes us to forget any communication skill <laughs> i would agree with that yes. <laughs> and yes. we go immediately into no you know <laughs> that's wrong you don't know what you're talking about yep. and the, the problem with coming back with that force <coughs> is it actually requires the other person to defend the point of view you're wanting them to let go of yeah well, that's true so makes them dig their heels in more yeah. exactly yeah uh so our timing is off Mm-hmm. It's not about never saying what you think is true. It's about when to say it. Mm-hmm. And so I have a model called the six stages in reaching a supportive agreement. When you say your stuff is stage three, mm-hmm. stage one is making sure the other person's experience is being understood about their point of view. Mm-hmm. And that's different than understanding their point of view. So I could have an understanding of your point of view, Mm -hmm. but if you don't experience me understanding it, it won't make any difference. And even if what I have to share would literally save your life, if you don't think I understand, then nothing I say has any relevance. Mm -hmm. No. And so you lose the power of even whatever right idea you have because of creating defensiveness in the other person by the immediacy of your response. Mm-hmm. So I have three questions to end conflict. And the first one is, what is it you want me to know? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. And yeah. then, is there anything else? Because <laughs> 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 what's the chances there's something else? Right. <laughs> and then, is that all? <laughs> I like it. I'm amazed like at how I'm often just, when I'm I I'm picturing <laughs> one of our fights that we may have had yes. and how that would go. Because he does try to seek understanding, and I like to hold on to my anger. So I'm imagining yes. him ask me that and still like. Well, let me give you some insight about anger. <laughs> because that's what often gets created in conflict. Mm-hmm. So anytime anyone's angry, they're telling you two things. They may not be aware of this because they're focused on what they're angry about. Right. But their anger says it's important to them. Whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's important. And the more intense the emotion, the more important it is. That's true. It's a a drain of resources. You're not going to do it unless it's important. So remember that. (laughs) (laughs) The second thing is they don't think you want to hear this. If they thought you wanted to hear it, they wouldn't have to get angry to tell you. So the anger is there because of an assumption of resistance. Uh Mm-hmm. Now, that may not be personal. They may think that about everybody. <laughs> because pretty much everybody has difficulty hearing other people's points of view. Mm-hmm. And so learning how to deal with that emotional wave, and I have a page on that called speedthroughstress.com. Ah, okay. <laughs> Speed through stress in five steps in 15 seconds. Um, <laughs> so that you could remember to say, wow, I can tell this is important. What is it you want me to know? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then what are they going to do? They're going to start telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Which now you're taking them in the direction they're wanting to go. Mm -hmm. Right. But you're exerting just enough control that you're not butting heads on it. True. Well, now you're actually opening the door and saying, tell me more. Mm -hmm. You know, but you have to be patient 
with the process. Yeah. Because until that person experiences that you understand, they're not going to release their hold on it. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep their heels dug in. <laughs> <laughs> now that could take a while. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's so funny. <coughs> I mean, Sorry. I talk about education a lot on our podcast because that's my background. I taught for nine years, but you know, you talk about they want to be understood, and that was always the way with our students. I taught at elementary levels, and you know, I knew early on that if I didn't have a relationship with those kids and they didn't know that I loved them and cared about them. Whatever I taught didn't mean anything because no. they had to know that I cared about them first. That's so important because it helps people feel safer. Mm-hmm. And so leaders need to be responsible for their employees feeling safe, safe to disagree. Yes. So a lot of uh, supervisors, I think, are a little naive. I think they think when they say, hey, you know, my door's always open. If you have anything, let me know. Yeah. And they believe that people will believe that because they're being right. sincere. Mm-hmm. But I think most people hear the authority say that and think, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because most really one do not believe authorities are very open to a, a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the more an authority can just practice what we're talking about in the middle of a disagreement, rather than discounting it or, you know, we've dealt with this for years, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, tell me more. Why do you think that? What's the challenges? Uh, the safer it becomes mm-hmm. and the more comfortable people feel. And people spend most of their time at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the main thing that people are frustrated and stressed about is not not enough time and not enough money. It's about not feeling safe to express myself. I mean, how many times have we had an argument with someone who's like not in the room? you practice the conversation yeah you know i I was at a a happy hour last night um uh oil and gas uh global network and um one of the they had a a panel there and one of the speakers was talking about this well about like entrepreneurship and startups and whatnot and he was talking about how it took him a few years to realize that there's no shortage of good ideas out there there's tons of good ideas out there the problem is people are terrible at communicating them is it's not even developing the plan. It's not even developing technology. They, they all, I think there's like eight of them there. They all universally agree that everyone has the technology down pat. But it's being able to communicate what they want to do to someone and why it's a fit. And I, I just see so much of this going, going that same direction. Maybe not so much in the... So that sounds like sales. Well, it, like communicating. Kind of, yeah. Like but even they if, have a problem If you go back to quality it. and the whole idea of following a process mm-hmm. or implementing a new process... Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a change, people have some resistance to it. Oh, yeah. There's some fear about, am I going to be able to do it right? You know, how's this change impact things? Uh, So communication, allowing people the opportunity to do something new is helpful. There's a book called The 30 Management Principles of the U.S. Marines. And one of them is decide and invite dissent. So let's say I'm implementing a new quality process. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's just, here it is. Now Mm -hmm. we're going to do it. Right. I think following that principle, it would be, okay, here what we're going to do. What are the problems? What are the challenges? What are the risks we're going to face? Mm -hmm. Because that opens the door for people to express their resistances or disagreements, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And here's an interesting insight about human beings, being a psychologist. (laughs) People will tolerate a disagreement when the experience being understood. Mm -hmm. Like your kids. (laughs) They won't tolerate not being understood or cared for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'll fester. Mm-hmm. Um, and so leaders are really responsible for creating the environment, just as parents are at home. 
So would that work for um, like salespeople too? Because I think that's probably one of our biggest obstacles mm-hmm. in our business is, you know, we have a really good thing going and but we can't convince people that they, you know, we've always done it like this. Yeah. We've, we've done it like this for 30 <laughs> years. Yeah, it's really hard to move someone when you don't connect to some need they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're trying to sell them on a need they don't know they have. Mm-hmm. And that's a hurdle that's almost impossible to get over. Mm-hmm. So the only trick is you got to find out what is their goal, what is their current need, what is it they're doing that's reaching that, and what are the problems in that path. Mm-hmm. Why is what you have to offer better? But you have to start with describing their situation to their point of view. So we had a, a leadership team that was interested in us doing training throughout their company. And we had done some interviews with people and we were meeting with the whole leadership team. And I think they thought we were going to come in with a PowerPoint, you know, Phoenix University, <laughs> here's how great we are. What we did is we told them what we knew about them. Mm-hmm. Here are... 10 things we know about you and the challenges you've had in your history and what your goals are and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then, is that true? Yeah. Did oh. we understand? And now you've yeah. opened up a whole conversation regardless of if you're very accurate or only mildly so. Yeah, So, but I, what I wanted was them to go, wow, yeah. amazing, you know, mm-hmm. what, that you know all that. Obviously, you understand us. <laughs> right. Obviously, you yeah. care about us. Yeah. Right. Then I can come back with, so here are some suggestions we have, some things we could do that could be helpful. Mm-hmm. Now they're uh. open to hearing the sales pitch, but it's coming at a particular sequence in time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm wanting to confirm understanding. I'm wanting to confirm agreement about that and then point out some suggestions. No, I like that. I think that's, that's really great, great well, advice. He ended the conversation. The president said, so when are you going to move in? <laughs> <laughs> that's also an obstacle we have because, yes. you know, we want to help you with your quality program, right. but we don't want to do it for you because then it's our quality program, not yours. Right. And sure. that's what they want. Kyle, when can you, can you just come do this for us? Yeah. <laughs> well, in a way that's a nice offer. That means you need to have other resources in your bucket who could go do that. If Maybe, so. <laughs> Maybe so. And you get a piece of that. Yeah. Um, but it also could add a training component mm-hmm. to what mm-hmm. you offer, a coaching component to what you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from whatever the product is. Yeah. Every business is either a product or a service. Right. And sometimes I think we get stuck being one or the other. Yeah. When there's really opportunities to do both in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, I agree. Now this, uh, this is all very good. You know, one thing, just because I'm, I'm an auditor, so that, that's, that's what I spend a fair amount of my time uh, doing. And we, we talk all the time about how there's good auditors, bad auditors. And unfortunately, it seems this day that that the uh, scales are tilted more towards the bad auditor side. And you, know, you talk about the martial arts analogy. I love that for, for auditing because so many times auditors come in and they have this idea of what they're looking for, which we have to have an idea sure. of what we're looking You're for. You're an expert. Yeah, we, we, we know what we want you to have. Right. And when folks show us something quite different from what we're expecting, um, an inexperienced or stubborn auditor will we'll just try to bounce you know, bash out of Yeah, them. why that's wrong. You shouldn't yeah. do it. Rather than just asking more questions. Tell me well, more about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you, you do, do that? it that way? Yeah, how'd that yeah. start? Yeah. And yeah. asking those questions, oh my gosh, you get so much amazing information. Sometimes information they weren't even aware of. Yeah. 
that may be key stuff. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. do. You can have so much more <laughs> I mean, of an effective audit that way. It could be that this all was started by a person who's no longer there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're just continuing. And they to don't do know it why they have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what pe- is the story about a mother who was cooking a, a meatloaf and she cut off the ends, and and her daughter asked her why she did that, and she said, "I don't know. My mother always did that." So they called the mother and said, "You cut off the ends of your meatloaf," and she said, "Yeah, I, I don't know why either. My mother." So they called the grandmother and said, "Why do you cut off the ends of your meatloaf?" She says, "My pan's." only this big <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't ask these questions yeah, yeah. You, you just you don't, don't know. know and it creates so much more of a um, like a colorful experience when you're talking to these folks oh yeah i mean it's so much more enjoyable to to do an audit that way and people want to be listened to yes, yes. people want their ideas valued it doesn't mean you have to agree with them but right. it does mean you need to give it time and so this idea of managing the stress is really key because you're saying calm. When yeah. I'm calm, I can do this. And that's a skill that's learnable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so those five steps on speedthroughstress.com is breathe, <laughs> relax, <laughs> reassure yourself, think positive, look for some humor. All right, those I are like some that. good tips. And you, you um, practice those throughout the day when like nothing's going on. Then right. in the moment of a conflict, you got it's, something. It's to so do. funny because these are conversations <laughs> we're having with our kids thing. right now. But we're close to wrapping up. Tell us a little bit about this professional development series you oh, have right. every month. Well, it's monthly, know, right? Um, I receive the highest training evaluations from ExxonMobil every year for three <coughs> or four years. Mm-hmm. Doing successful work relationships was a five-day course. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I had a successfully managing the stress of change was a five day course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had like 10 days worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this professional development series is that plus a lot more on decision making, team development, et cetera. And uh, we began it for Vistage, which is a support group for CEOs and their high potentials. Okay. And it began as a quarterly program. And now we've got, we're in the third year. So we've actually got three quarterly programs going. Oh, wow. Each with four different topics. Mm-hmm. So we actually end up with about one a month. Okay. Fascinating. And we're going to be But started. anybody can come to these. It's not specific for Exxon True. anymore. No, no, right. no. Okay. This is open to the public, and organizations tend to identify their top managers because a lot of industry, scientific, engineering types don't get the training in being a manager or leader. Mm-hmm. Very true. So they just kind of get um, PDSPR, PDSPR.info. <laughs> is uh, where to go to get more information about that and um, and to have a group come because that's what we really like is for a company to send a group of people that they can then in the mm. intervening months be practicing with each other. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So thanks for coming on. That's some good information. Good info. And Very remember, good info. if you want to hear more from Dr. Rob Pennington, he's going to yes. be at the ASQ conference along yes. with many other speakers. It's on Friday, November 8th at the United Way from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. We'll be there. Come find us. A great day will be had by all. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time.